PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Episode 442 of Cinema Crespediso, and we are doing it in robot voice for 90 minutes. Drusa Cogward. No, no, we're not. Drusa Cogward. <laughs> we are not doing robot I mean, you can do robot voice for 90 minutes, and we'll see how long it takes for you to be annoyed with oh, it. Oh my god, already am. Just there we the go. Idea 30 seconds. That's a terrible, such a bad idea. Uh, Drusa Cogward, how are you? I am. We are back from uh, the movie theater. Mm-hmm. We are fresh off our nine experience nine nine it's not it's not as it doesn't roll off the tongue like the four the four rolls <laughs> off the tongue <laughs> nine uh your first time back at a, in a major movie theater yeah since Tenet since, yeah uh huh correct I mean, you've been to the Enzian a couple times yeah but that's the Enzian smaller Enzian's and, different yeah, it's smaller and even you know it being full of people, you're still there's still a decent amount of distance, and and they socially ha- distance it. Have have they repacked it? I don't know. They must have uh, gone back, I believe, to full capacity, as all other businesses have. Uh, well, have they? I mean, it, throughout the country, that's up to them, though. I it mean, is. It is up to them. They can control their seating. They're not locked in. They can. <laughs> they can put five seats in that theater and sell five tickets per movie if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how they choose. There is a max, though, obviously. Mm-hmm. With the, fire code and whatnot. Mm, fire codes. This episode's brought to you by <laughs> OSHA. <laughs> and uh, Common Sense Regulations. So, uh, we went and saw F9 today. We saw a matinee in a large auditorium that was pretty empty. Mm-hmm. But still, that's because it's on like five screens this goddamn weekend. Yeah, no, at, it's, at this yeah, theater. Yeah, there's a bunch of screens. Uh, and it totaled them $70 million at the goddamn box office this weekend. That's a pretty, pretty good. That's a pretty good haul. Pretty good for coming out of the old Demi. The uh, We looked it up, asked you to look it up right before we started. About $90 million, you said, for F8 of the no, Furious? 98. 98, almost $100 million. That's good. Uh, so we're a little bit off that, but I mean, hell, shit. I mean, post pandemic, you're only thirty million dollars off your last I, I think giant opening, and you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Chris. I thought the last movie was better, so I'm okay with it. The submarine one, yeah, the submarine right? one was better. That, that was submarine one. I don't yeah. even. I haven't revisited. Have I revisited any? I don't. Re- no, I don't think so. Fast Five, I, actually, I rewatched on TV. The was that, is that is that the Brazil one mm-hmm. with the safe? For mm-hmm. some reason, I, I think that's the only one I've seen multiple times. I think, I think that's the one. I think that's the best one. It will forever be the best one. They can keep making these and trying different things. I think Fast Five, the one that like revitalized the franchise, and people were like, actually, these movies are pretty fun. That may be the best one of all of them. Which is, uh, I mean, this one was funny. this one was ridiculous, but as ridiculous oh, yeah. as it was, like it didn't. I don't know. It was almost. 
was almost like lampooning itself. Yes. Like, it, why was it self-aware? It was th- they were taking the time to stop to be like, the characters were literally like, how are we doing this? Are we invincible? Like, talking metally about, you know, the the exploits of the characters throughout the franchise. Mm. Um, it is gotten to a point where it's, it's like... A, it, it's, al- it's almost like they were reminiscing mm-hmm. and at the same time like adding so much more ridiculous bullshit yes <laughs> uh, uh alternate titles for this movie could have been f- nine the retcon the great retcon and, or, or they retcon all sorts of stuff or how about f9 uh toretto origin yes they could have the tor- toretto origins <laughs> toretto no so it'd be toretto colon F9 origins. origins. FF origins. <laughs> Fast and Furious origins. A Fast and Furious story. <laughs> there we go. Toretto. Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious presents. I mean, they already did Fast and Furious presents Hobbs, Hobbs and, Shaw. and Shaw. So this could, this could be a Fast and Furious presents. They could have just straight up done and then hired those same kids. So yeah. there's scenes. There are scenes set in 1989 with a quote young Dom. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. That was, I mean, whatever. That was casting. I'm just glad they didn't like put. Dude, Vin Diesel's dude. face on that guy. Uh, first, second, I thought that's what they were doing. I was like, "Are they doing?" Yeah. I was like, "No, it's just a dude." Yeah, which I was okay with. All so right. I was okay, like, "I'm like, fine. okay, cool." Yeah, that's really funny. So it is funny how, uh, and, the, and they the, kept going back to that. I was like, "Wow, they were really leaning yeah. on this." Uh, the uh, this the stuff. kid who played the young John Cena, he's uh, I saw him. <laughs> he's on Peaky Blinders. Is he? He's yeah. a Peaky Blinder, mm-hmm. but in this one, he's a young Cena. Oh, okay, not bad, not bad, Peaky Blinder. So, yeah. We see you there. I was surprised. I was like, really, that guy? Who is this guy? Speaking of casting, it's fun now how this series has gotten to a point where you can have one scene with Kurt Russell. You can have one scene with, like, dyed hair. You can have one scene with... Uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. You have one scene <laughs> with... Uh, uh, who is this other one? Um... That popped up in all these things. You know what I'm saying. They're, they're, these casts yeah. are ridiculous. Well, I mean, and then, and then the, the, Charlie uh, Theron's all that keeps popping up. Yeah, and then they brought the Tokyo Drift guys back. Tokyo Drift guys pop up, uh, play an integral part. Uh, they tie all that in together in an in a interesting so, way. so weird. Why not? I mean, Justin <laughs> Lin did direct that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I so. get it. I get it. So Hans' well. character, and they brought they, they brought Han back. Hans' character, <laughs> they brought Han back. It's ridiculous. It's so silly. <laughs> like, but then you just got to be like, well, all right. No, whatever. exactly. You just roll with it. That, that, I mean, it, if you're if you're if you're rolling with Ludacris and Tyrese in space, yeah. wearing uh, dive suits, yeah, dive suits, yeah, they, then, which they they show that in the trailer. Like in the trailer, they show as far as the car. Like with the rockets on it being like let go, like jettisoned, and then the rockets turn it on, like there they go. Like that's as far mm-hmm. as they get in the marking, so you know what's gonna happen. And then when they're sitting there performing, like, oh, we could blow up and die, like, you ain't blowing up and die. Ain't no one dying. It's, fucking fast ridiculous. Furious, it's ridiculous to think anyone will die. Telling people who die are bad guys. And even then, it's dubious <laughs> at best. Luke Evans survived. I mean, all these people have survived. <laughs> Han survived. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for Gal Gadot to come back. Exactly. They I mean, had she's Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman so. <laughs> she just disappeared into the darkness. We never actually saw a body. There's no funeral. <laughs> yeah, in this, in this movie universe, anyone can come back. It's, it's ridiculous. Um,. So you just got to go with it, mm. have fun with it. And even in the movie, they're like, uh, if we just do the numbers and follow, it's just physics, it'll be fine. And then it's not, nothing, there's nothing physics about it. It's all, it's ridiculous. It's all silly. It's all silly. But is it then, uh, is it what we want? Did we get what we want out of it? I feel like I, I, feel like I got what I want out of it. It's, it's a little long. I think I wanted more. You wanted more, more ridiculous. More silly. I think the other one, more silly, interesting. I, I think. Well, the, not, not more silly, but... More silly in, you know, the Fast and Furious way. Not like 
Silly, silly. Like they're fighting a submarine, silly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, they went to space. That was cool. Yeah, they went to space. was fun. And they used a lot of magnets, which yeah. is also in the marketing. That's a lot of fun. But it, it does feel like in the previous movies, they somehow did more. Yeah. More stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're just building up to this is like a, quote, final trilogy, closing out whatever this Whatever, whatever this, this stupid thing is that they're just making them as they go well, along. Well, okay. I, I mean, in that case, the next one's going to be dark then. It should be, <laughs> considering what's all coming forward. They, they, there is a, the you know, where they do the thing where the movie ends with the opening credits, and then there's a quick scene before the closing credits. With Jason Statham. And a Jason Statham. <laughs> just to let you guys know if you want to sit through anything. You should just tell you what it is, because it's not like it's exciting or anything. Uh, Jason Statham. And then, like, he opens the door, and Han is there. And he's like, what? And then he comes <laughs> to the credits. So, right? That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, that's uh, all it much. is. And uh, so, it's just like, you know, hey, all right, next movie, we're going to... But then what they presented Deal with that, this I guess. movie, like, this isn't even... I don't even know if it matters anymore now. The way they presented it, it seems... Yeah. I mean, it it seems awkward. I mean... It's just the, the writing of it all seems Is awkward. The Rock ever going to come back? Yes, he has to come back. <laughs> I mean, he must come back. Can we get? Because I want to see The Rock and John Cena in this universe. Oh my god, that's too funny! <laughs> and so, <laughs> I want right. them both. They have to be in it and then like, together and like somehow. So are their characters going to act like they know each other, or is it their first time? Yeah, or, I know. Or are they yeah. going to be like winkily, like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What if they the same year they do that? What if the year F ten <clears> comes? Off? I mean, I'm sure they've were they were. I'm not. All that interesting. Were they around? Did they wrestle at the same time? I believe they did, yes. Their careers did overlap in the 2000s. Uh, John Cena was coming in as Dwayne Johnson was getting out, yeah. for the most part. But they're both still like, oh, yeah. kind of in. So what, what if the year f- 10 comes out, uh, they do a WrestleMania match where, <laughs> where they wrestle each other as their characters, Jacob uh, Toretto and uh, Hobbs, uh, no, Shaw, Hobbs something, whatever his name <laughs> yeah, is. Uh-huh. Samoan Hobbs. Uh, yeah, and they have a full-on wrestling match, uh, but then that, like Vin Diesel does a run-in at the end, and, like hits one of them, hits Hobbs with a chair. That'd be perfect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to build off the feud, the Vin Diesel yeah. Rock feud. Hell yeah, that'd be that get him so that get him at least an extra few tickets sold for F10. Maybe that would benefit WrestleMania more. <laughs> Probably. That'd be a weird crossover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I think I feel like if you like these movies, you're gonna like this one. Maybe uh, yeah, the level of action. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. Is this car heavy? It, oh yeah, it's yeah, car heavy. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, gotta, gotta, and they have give them that. They, ha- they have the obligatory scene with girls and cars. Girls and cars. Actually, even more girl stuff in this one. What's her name? Jordana Brewster. Yeah, she's actually a character in this movie. Yeah, she's not even in all the movies. She's in like half of them at yeah. best. And then in the one she's in, she's mostly sitting like at a computer on a walkie-talkie, being like, "The cops are coming for you" or something. This one, she's actually like driving cars and punching people and doing shit. I like that. Well, they have a little fight scene. Yeah, the and, chick fight scene. And she ends up in a kitchen and just like every pan. And thing that's available ends up with a ladle at one yeah. point. They have a little comedic yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what makes the movies really... They never lose that comedic part of it. Even when they get serious, like, it's family, yeah, family. Even when they do there, it's still like they bring it back to... It's a little more lighthearted. But it could be too self-aware, though. Is that going to be a problem? Can it be... Can yeah, it for, be the, for, for Fast and Furious, I think it is it a can, problem. It can like, be you're a not problem. To, you're not, you, you got... You guys don't put off your movies to be all that smart, so... That's right. 
already been trying to be all that smart? I don't think so. The, the MacGuffin is just like, it's a thing, and you put the other thing together, and then yeah. we control all the things. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's just like the God's Eye. Yeah. In the one, what, two before? That was, yes. <laughs> yes, they're all the same. Every And then it's like, they use them in half the Mission Impossible movies, like a quarter of the James Bond movies. They're all like, but we do. we're going to control the satellites. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's all, gives a shit about the... It, it's really impressive when they come up with something where the bad guy wants to do this. I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I just realized watching this movie? That's a not a problem, but it's something that I've just at least come to, I've come to realize. Uh, as much as I do enjoy these movies, uh, the character of Dom Toretto, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of this guy. He's smug. I don't like that he's smug. I don't like Dude, that he hu- feels like he thinks he knows everything, acts like he knows everything. The Hulk out scene was really weird. That was weird. Well, Deep. I mean, it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's weird it's... when he just does any like big emotion. The uh... so weird. I don't like the character, and my the character uh-huh. when I liked him the most was in was it F eight when he had to like work for uh, the bad guy. He was yeah. working for a Cipher, so he yeah, was yeah. like so the, bad was the bad guy for for a couple acts. Yeah. Uh, that was like I was like yes yes this works way better than me trying to like cheer this guy on. When he was like confronting his brother throughout the movie, I was always like, "Man, that, the brother's right." <laughs> no, I stand with Jacob on this one, dude. You dickhead, Dom. What the fuck? I'm supposed to act like you you do right, guy. Oh, yeah. And then they lock out on everything he does. So then he's like, "See, it was justified. I'm right. I, the means justified the ends, or whatever." Mm-hmm. That saying goes. <laughs> I mean, the drink, I mean, not the, not the, not the character of Dom. <laughs> Dom's annoying, man. I think Dom's annoying. So there's okay. a testament to the rest of the movie, the style of the movie, the other characters that I can, I actually enjoy sitting down and watching these and knowing yeah. that they're also they're going to be two hours and 20 goddamn minutes. I can't, I'm, I can't believe how long that movie was. I knew it. I knew going into it how long I it was going to be. I was, I was prepped. But I like, wasn't. Damn, these movies are long. They're long. They've gotten yeah. over two hours. Which is ridiculous. They, um, they, they need to get back under two hours. They haven't been under two hours since Tokyo Drift. Maybe four. Fast and Furious 4 may have been right at two. Interesting. Fast 5 is one when they're like, excess. We want more. So, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Jessica Cogburn? I mean, I'll probably see the next <coughs> one. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the correct answer. We're going to see the next one when it comes out. Ten, as well as... Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, colon, the the quickening or whatever the, they're going to go next to. Because yeah. they're in their own weird world where characters have like the genetic uh, modifications. Remember Idris Elba's characters, yeah. like uh-huh. a cyborg man yeah. or something? Uh, yeah. And then and then there was a voice of like, we are controlling the world or something. <laughs> and they're like, who's the voice of that guy? And people don't know yet because it's something like cast that role. Uh, that's going on at the same time. That's yeah. all like the same. Uh, well, I, I mean... Apparently Han's going to be involved. Maybe he'll be in the next Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh, is that a tease? Hobbs and Shaw and Han. Yes. Okay, Hobbs and, Hobbs, Hobbs and Han and Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, you know what? We're going to work on that one, and then uh, we'll send in our treatment to Universal, and maybe they'll... I like. I, I was wondering, like, how come they have an old Universal logo up here? And then the movie starts in 1989. Yeah. I was like, oh. That's why. That's, I think that's always fun when yeah. do things like that. Um. So anyway, Fast 9. It's a long, was a long wait to get here, Drew. Now that it's here and it's over, it was. It's just is that, is that, is that weird? Oh. That's weird. That's oh. like a real 
seven out of ten kind of movie, maybe six and a half out of ten, somewhere around there. What do you think? Where, where, where are you? I mean, for them? me, I mean, definitely like a five. In terms of five, even I mean, I mean, on it, a Fast and Furious scale. I mean, on a Fast and Furious scale, I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it, it was par. It, I, I do, it, was, it was par for the course. Yeah, I do it feel was, like um, uh, like it was some of the minor Marvel movies. You yeah. know, it's not anything special. It's yeah. not going to blow anybody's mind. I feel like for the last. The last few, four of them. I mean, everything except for the Brazil one. They're all kind of. But I mean, fuck. If you're all pretty interchangeable. If you've seen all eight of these goddamn movies, why not watch another one? That's a point. Because they're not getting worse. It's, we're not necessarily getting Law of Dimension Returns. They're all just sort of yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is what it is. Yeah. It sort of feels like the Harry Potter movies to me. Where, <laughs> like, as I was watching them, I was like, I mean, they're all fine. Sure, they're getting darker. It doesn't mean they're necessarily getting better. Like, they're all just... Mm. <laughs> so if you're on that mm, wavelength, you're getting what you want from these fucking wizards, these boy wizards yeah. and whatnot. Uh, I feel like the Fast movies are the same way, where they're just like, mm, they're just humming along. But if you like that hum, then you're you're pretty much going to get what you want. And maybe it'll, you know, maybe they'll go to space every now and then. And, and you'll get a kid. I look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, well, well they, did they it. fucking did that now. <laughs> they, they beat Tom Cruise to it, in, in a sense. Um... Nine. That was our review. The saga continues. What I mean, it's a weird saga if you try to like pinpoint it. Uh, just <laughs> Justin Lin did say that. Well, there's a lot of retconning in this. A lot of retconning. So Lin did say that uh, fucking Vin Diesel does have like a conspiracy theory nut, like a wall of the characters and the way they're connected to each other with literal like threads. Like he has, he does the old pin on the wall yeah. with thread connecting everything together, trying to keep track of the madness. That is the Fast and Furious reverse, the Furverse, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it it feels insane. Yeah. It, it does feel it like something that's been birthed out of the mind of an insane person, which I Vin Diesel is, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And was that his son too? <clears throat> I feel like that was his son. I mean, probably. Right. Even for <laughs> even for a child actor, that kid sucked. Yeah. Like this better be his actual boy. I mean, probably. Did I just repeat after me? Repeat after me. Okay, we got it. Roll camera. Roll camera. We're going to do this. Let's get to our media diet. It's Chicago. And I watched Loki episode three, episode title, Lamentis one. Uh, it was good. It's, yeah. it, it slowed it down for a second. At the end of episode two, it's like huge. Oh, shit. This is going to change everything. And then episode three is like, put Something on the, else. pump the brakes, <laughs> pump them hard. <clears throat> Here's 40 minutes. It's also the shortest episode so far. Here's 40 minutes of uh, interesting character development. And uh, a little bit of story development, and then when it ends, like oh, it ends on a literal cliffhanger, like oh shit, like that was actually kind of surprising. So that'll be beneficial for a binge watch where you can just pick pick it right up. You don't have to sit there and be like, oh my god, what's happening? Um, I'm enjoying the sh- show still very, very much, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start watching it soon. You should because there's only six episodes, yeah. so it's already halfway done. No, exactly, which uh, frankly makes me sad. It makes me sad, which is why I think sort of something like this benefits from the weekly watching because I live with it more, with something more. Yeah, I'm with it's with me. I'm, I think about it every now and then. Maybe I'll read an article online. I'll see a meme for like this week's episode. I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine. Uh, you know, and then like the episode comes out. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, uh, so for the next six weeks or so. Loki is going to be a thing that I'm going to be thinking about. As opposed to if I binged it in a weekend, which you can do since there's only six mm-hmm. episodes, it's a it's a Loki filled weekend. But then like a After week or that, two later, gone. it's it's gone. Like you already moved on to the next thing. Like, oh, now I'm binging uh, oh, the new season of Bosch. By the way, <laughs> my brother already watched the whole thing. I'm halfway done. 
You're already halfway though. God damn it. You've just been boshed. Exactly. I saw it. I was just like, I'm getting boshed. Getting boshed hard tonight, baby. Uh, I watched uh, an older film called The Oxbow Incident from 1943, Drew Sikonger. The Oxbow Incident was actually nominated for Best Picture that year uh, at the Academy Awards. Uh, part of the reason why people think it did not win is because there's a dark ending. Oh, it's a dark ending. Ooh, um, it's a good movie. It's a Western, but it's based on a book uh, directed by this guy, William Wellman, who uh, it's about mob justice. So it feels like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm surprised the cancel culture, like the anti-cancel culture people haven't been like. But I guess that's not be popular enough. I think I think it more takes like um, have it being cultured and like being aware of like reading things and watching things. Mm-hmm. People who... They're like, oh, cancel culture is bad. They don't tend to like think outside their own worldview. Anyway, so it's a Western. Uh, what's his name? Henry Fonda. Uh, he's like 30-something years old in this. And him and, and his boy, they come into town. They're a couple like sort of drifters who people swore to know, but they know they come in and out of town, right? Uh, and there's a problem with cattle rustlers out there. When they get into town, uh, right around the same time, word gets to town that uh, a cattle rancher, local cattle rancher, been killed and his cattle been stolen and they're like this ain't good we need to get together a lynch mob and find these people and bring them to justice and then there's a couple people who are like well, maybe we should go get the sheriff and like do this do this proper, proper. before you <laughs> fucking kill someone and they're like no no mob justice so uh and then like the fucking the sheriff is even around so there's like a deputy and he's all he's a bumbling idiot uh, so it's all sorts of things that complicate the situation and uh, they eventually do find some people hanging out. One of them played by Anthony Quinn, uh, who's playing a Mexican. So that already is like a problem. We're like, this guy is Mexican. Obviously, this is, a, this is it. We found him. So uh, they tie him up immediately. And for like a majority of the movie, it's them debating like, we think we should just hang you right now. And they're like, we didn't do it. And they're like, prove it. And I'm like, well, we, we, you prove it. And they're like, <laughs> nah, we just going to hang you. And then Henry Fonda, his character and his boy and like a handful of people are the ones like arguing to be like, Maybe like take a minute. Can we gather evidence? Can, can we take a minute? Can we not hang these people immediately? Immediately, <laughs> immediately. Can we not hang them immediately? Like we have, all we have is circumstantial evidence. Um, so that's the setup of the movie. And then I already told you it's got a dark and yeah, so they die. Yeah, oh, oh boy, oh boy. It's it's super super well made, black and white. Uh, obviously, I mean not obviously. It's forty. It's forty three. Uh, the Wizard of Oz was 39 with in all its Technicolor glory. So black and white is still a choice. Yeah. At this point, it's it's beautiful. It's dark, well acted. Henry Fonda's great. Uh, he also was the lead in another a similar type movie. Maybe it was why he was casting it. It's like the only movies I've seen with Henry Fonda in it. Twelve Angry Men. You ever see? Yeah, just Twelve Angry Men. He's the he's the lead guy who's the like yeah. like maybe we should have just you know, declared this guy guilty because you know, <laughs> this guy's got Dodgers tickets and he wants to go to the ball game at two p.m. You know, let's take a minute to look at the evidence. He's the same guy. He plays the same role. I just realized that. So there you go. <clears throat> Oxbow Incident. I watched that on the Criterion app, which is a, an awesome awesome app uh, channel. Whatever. There may be other ways to watch it. I also watched um, on Cinemax, Brian De Palma's Dressed to Kill, because I've been in a, because we did an episode, uh-huh. so I've been in a Brian De Palma mood, <laughs> and it was on, I was like, fuck it, let me watch this shit. Movie's so good, man. It's so good. Goddamn, uh, Nancy Allen's awesome in it, and uh, Michael Caine. Good old Michael Caine. Good old Michael Caine. I'm not transphobic. I'm just a schizophrenic. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
the movie could be it could have aged very poorly if they didn't take a couple extra steps to be like trans people or like trying to explain to the audience the the reality of of uh, the, the trans of trans identity <laughs> yeah um, and even having their meathead character uh, played by Dennis Franz as a cop being like introducing a trans police woman at the very end of the movie being like one of our police uh, persons like he goes out of his way to be like see I'm learning I'm evolving you know <laughs> it's very silly but it's an awesome movie man Brian De Palma was uh, in, in the early 80s he was fucking killing it he was fucking killing it it was so good uh, that's pretty much it that was my media diet what do you got for me I watched the first half of Bosch 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 season 7 so how many Eps do they put out for that? Like this 12, is an 15? Eight. It's an 8 one? Eight. Only, only 8 episodes? Yeah. Um, and it's know. the final season, apparently. It's the final season? So we're not going <clears> to <throat> get our, our Bosch Lincoln Lawyer crossover? Nope. Man. Never that, going to happen. That, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. So, so, But it's what, season 7? Yeah. Half of season 7. I mean, it is what it is. It, it's, it's, it's total <clears throat> dad programming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like of, I like the jazzy soundtrack. Uh, I, right. Is I, it still jazzy? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, there there are entire scenes where it's just some record spinning, <laughs> and like he's just listening to it, <laughs> like drinking a scotch or something. Yeah, uh-huh. um, is he still going to um, like all the hottest restaurants in town? Or yes, all the, all they the always talk about spots? some sort of. They drop at least one name that I don't understand. Or maybe I do sometimes, like when they say In and Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Rousseau and Frank, like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the L.A. landmarks. Uh-huh. It's such, it's so weirdly L.A. It's, it's pretty strange. I, I guess the books must be written that way. Yeah. Michael Connolly, I think, is the the guy who wrote the books, right? Um. Yeah, so you're enjoying it then. You getting, I mean, you getting botched? It is what it is. You getting botched got, pretty getting good? Botched. I got four more eps to go, and then I, I never have to watch another episode. And then you never got to get botched again. If you uh, want, if you go to, oh, well, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you, you don't have an account. You can go to Titus Welliver's Twitter account, where he's like retweeting uh, like cops and stuff, and being like, Bosch looks out for people or something. Yeah, no. He loves, he loves his character. That'd be so weird. He's a weird guy. <laughs> he's a weird guy, T- Titus Welliver. I liked him in... Uh, Deadwood. Yes. yes. He was great in Deadwood. Did he have a big old mustache? Hell yeah, he did. Yeah. And hair. Hell a yeah. lot of Long hair. Yeah, he's he's crazy. His name's Titus. How can you not be crazy if your first name is Titus? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're set up to be like... You're gonna be big, and you're like, "Wow, I'm tired as well." Um, all right, Bosch. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, I watched because that just came out like a couple days ago. Yeah, I got season three. I'm caught up on uh, Mister In Between. Oh, you're caught up on that one. Mm -hmm. What's what's that one on again? That's on FX. FX. Yeah, but I watch it on Hulu. Uh, And uh, digging it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really like I really like that show. I should, I should probably I should probably add that to the old yeah. add that to the old list of shows we watching. Mm-hmm. Um, on FX, FX is pretty good. Mm-hmm. They got good, yeah. good programming. They do have good programming over there. Looking forward to the third, every, season three of Atlanta. Every every time I go past it, Legion's right there. And I'm like, should I just rewatch I, this? I hate that feeling, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, should I just start it? Should I just do it again? It's worth it. It's, the, the journey show is, is so worth bonkers it. Bonkers. Yeah. Fuck. What a wild, what a wild ride that show is. I had the same feeling with, like, I've, I've watched four robots. Like, man, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do it again. I should, I should keep this up. This is so good. It gets better. It just keeps getting better. The, 
I just got reminded uh, that Alone, there's there's four of that. This season's called Alone Grizzly Mountain uh, because they dropped them. There's a mountain full of grizzlies. Fuck yeah, there is. (laughs) They dropped them in a part of Canada where there's like, um, there's grizzlies, mountain lions, and uh, there's like a third, like for real predator where, I mean, it's like the most like risky season that they've done yet. Like you guys are really playing with fire on this one. Um, I'm assuming... That the show's in the can and it's produced and it's done because I I see no news on, in Variety or about the reporter dying. about someone being mauled <clears throat> on a set of a reality show in yeah. Canada. So, but you know, it's it's very it's like for reality shows, it's the realest pretty much as it gets. Um, outside of all the editing tricks that you you know, like I think I mentioned this a couple weeks learned, ago, yeah. yeah, the the first person that pops up is like, man, we're here and it's alone. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here for 200 days. Gone, gone by the end of the first episode for also like a weird reason, like a weird medical issue or something. That is what makes you think like helps you think of how real the show essentially is when people do go out and it's for like medical issues, you know. Um, Something that from the past has cropped up again, or getting injured in a way. Mm-hmm. At least a few people have like broken knees yeah. and hurt their backs and uh-huh. shit, and had to get medevaced out of there. Uh, my favorite one is the one that burned down. Was a guy he burned down his hut in the middle of the night at one in the morning in the Arctic Circle, <laughs> and then they were like, "Yeah, we'll come get you, but it's gonna take about seven hours. We can't, we have to wait for the sun to come up. We can't come out there at night, so." Uh, survive <laughs> and he's like shit he had to build a lean-to at 1 30 in the morning he had to build a lean-to by the dying and lay by the dying fire of his home <laughs> <laughs> that sucked uh made for good tv mm-hmm. as i watch it in my comfort my home that's the best part of watching i watch alone they're like man that sucks throw the tv go to go bed, to bed. Like, oh, man, <laughs> so comfortable although i don't have a problem with sling tv adding so many commercials to the goddamn program uh i feel like um it's almost better if you wait to, for the show to end up on Netflix or something and they can watch it with all the goddamn commercials because with the commercials, it, it becomes a brutal, like, oh my God, this is taking forever sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing on Hulu. There's a lot of fucking commercials yeah, on that yeah, shit. Yeah, goddamn it, man. We're paying money for this and you're still going to show me commercials? Fuck, you guys getting paid on both ends? That's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. And then services are offering, HBO offers a lower tier that I think has more ads uh, Paramount Plus offers now a lower tier that has ads on it. But paying for ads? Paying for ads? Well, at that point in time, you're paying for content. <sighs> or access to content. Give me that content. Give me that sweet, sweet tent. Um, yeah, I forgot all about Alone. So I'm watching Alone. And uh, there's one part where like I fell asleep. And then I woke up, and this guy was just like rambling into the camera about his uh, like his dead daughter or something. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, <laughs> dude, we're doing just my angel, my little angel. And he was just like rambling and rambling. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I was just drank too much or something. I was tired. I started getting mad. I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> I just get to just get to building the shelters. I just want to see you build shelters and catch fish. God damn it!" And then I got so mad, I shut off the TV. I was like, "I'm going to bed. Fuck." Pretty funny. It, was, it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I, my favorite part is the, the shelters. Actually, it is funny to see, like, if you watch season one. First off, in season one, they dropped ten people in Canada. 
four or five of them leave within the first week. But then, like, with each successive season, as people even watch the show, they become more prepared, you know, to be actually be on it, right? And maybe their vetting process for picking people gets better. Yeah. Um, so in the first season, the people that are there, for the most part, they're living in, like, lean-tos and tents and, like, really ramshackle pieces of shit. Yeah. By season eight, man, they are building, like, they might as well be building McMansions out there with the <laughs> shit that they're finding. They got, like, chimneys and, like, they're building pits and saunas and stuff. It's crazy. Uh, I really enjoy watching. Weirdly, I enjoy watching them build the things I could never do. Yeah. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. What it is although I'm watching them, I'm taking notes. Like, <laughs> I can do the the Lincoln log method where you chop the notches in and then you slide the logs in together. I think I could. You know, I just need an axe and some wherewithal and maybe a a buddy like Drew to help me out <laughs> and cheer me on. Um, Mister In Between and Bosch are they both? Mister In Between is that a What's the like the crux of that again? Uh, it's a uh, criminal with a family. Criminal with a family. So you got you're season. watching a cop show and a criminal show. Yeah, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's working out. It's working out well. For yeah, you. it's hilarious. Well, I mean, not not really a criminal with a family. A criminal, criminal with a daughter. And other than that's that, family. Come yeah. on, family. You just watch a little movie about family. No. Family. Family. But it's not like the crux of it. It's a, it's definitely a black comedy. For sure. Because uh, this last time, this la- in one of the last episodes, his 12-year-old daughter was doing drugs. So. Ooh, fun. That's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Drew Barrymore method of life, mm-hmm. of living. Yeah. Seems better to me, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> Just get it out of the way. Get your system. Learn how to do it. Then yeah. you survive. Uh-huh. Stronger person. Yeah. Nietzsche. Conan the Barbarian. Et cetera, et cetera. That's what Conan taught us, right? Right. Do drugs when you're young. And then you survive when you're older. Mm-hmm. And then when you're older, it doesn't ruin your life. It ruins your life when you're younger, but you, don't, you got less to lose. You got less to lose. Way less to lose. You don't have like a family or nothing. You have a family, but they're supporting you. don't have a family you. or a house them. or a bank account. Exactly. or a pension to worry about or an insurance policy that's now going to be voided because they're like, well, this, is a, kind of, this is a suicide. Yeah. We, we can't tell if it wasn't an intentional overdose of Kratom. Kratom. <laughs> Kratom. How do you say it? <laughs> Um, anything else you watching? Uh, holy moly, new episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weekly about, thing. Y'all about that holy moly? Yeah. Yeah. Get old Rob Riggle and his. Now you thinking about his crazy wife, like uh, yeah. bugging his house and stuff. It's hilarious. Is that poor guy? <laughs> poor guy. This dude. Now he's working for yeah. his wife's uh, uh, attorney's fees. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. People, mm-hmm. people can be crazy. Yeah. People are crazy. But it's a good show. It's and, hilarious. Any good? Um, this time they the they, uh, they lit one of the. One's on fire. The, wind, the windmills, the giant windmills they okay. have. Who's said one of the ones? I like, want the contestants. No, no. Well, they, they've lit contestants on fire before. Okay, fun, cool, yeah. excellent. But they have giant fire, for, giant fire suit. Good, good old fire suit. And then they're like, "Don't take any deep breaths." Uh, <laughs> uh, any good like celeb cameo so far? Like I know, no. right? Last season they had John Lovitz pop up at one point. Or something yeah, like and that. Josh Doom hell. Yeah, stuff sure like that. that. Not like yeah, that. Yeah, no, nothing weird like that. Yeah. Uh, was it shot during COVID? Like, can you tell that there's COVID restrictions in place in terms of people standing further apart than normal? Things like that. No, definitely not. N- interesting. No, interesting. It's the same thing with Bosch. Like it's like that they, they purposely put. Uh, like whenever this was made, yeah, I don't know if it was pre-pandemic or post-pandemic. Yeah, when they shot it, right? Sure. But the it is the last season, and they said like it all begins in uh, New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen. <clears throat> twenty nineteen. So that's yeah. a while ago. Yeah. yeah, you got a full year before exactly. the shit. So this this season can take an entire year. Twenty nineteen. No, twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. When did this shit go down? 2020, Chris. It's oh. 2021 now. God damn it! The entire year of 2020. So what if the show... What if pandemic happens on the show? It probably doesn't happen on the show. No. Um, that's how it happen, so it happens in two months before everything got locked down. 
So that was happening. December, January, February. But everything gets locked down in March. I haven't seen a single mask in this fucking yeah, show. Cause that, yeah, that, that doesn't take effect until mid-March, uh, April. That's interesting. So maybe they did shoot it pre-pandemic. I wonder. Uh, like Stuff Like America says, the game show that's on Game Show Network, and, uh, they have new episodes now where um, even the contestants, it's weird where even the teams that they bring in to play together as a team, they even have them separated. It's like they're... Their desk is further spread out, and then the host stays right in the middle. Same thing with Family Feud. Steve Harvey now stays right in the middle. He doesn't go side to side. He just stays there and addresses each side. It's weird watching shows where they like had a producer around these protocols, yeah. and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, Get it out of here! Soon enough, it will be gone, because you'll have watched it, and, I mean, depending on where they are... Don't be doing reruns. How... I'll, I'll, don't be real reruns. Like, oh, look, a, a COVID episode. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Everyone's, like, spaced out, and there's no audience. Yeah. Weird. Weird. That's, uh, this sucks. We, uh, the world is shitty. Um, holy moly. Okay. That was where the holy moly discussion went. <laughs> yeah. What else uh-huh. you got for me? Uh, I, yeah, I forget what it's called. Uh, on ABC, that uh, I think it's When Nature Calls, uh, okay. narrated by quote unquote narrated by Helen Mirren. It's just a bunch of animals with quote unquote comedians making jokes about what they may be saying while they're doing animal things. Sure. So it's sort of like elevated America's funniest videos. Yeah, but it's. All animals, and it's on ABC, and I'm not going to be watching any more of it. <laughs> okay, so what, you watched yeah. like an episode? Yeah, I watched an episode. You were just curious about yeah. it? What brought you in? Was it the Helen Mirren stuff? Oh, I mean, the whole thing. I just, just the whole concept. Yeah. You're like, fuck it, I'm in. Yeah. I'm into this middle America bullshit. And then I, I, I just wanted to see how, At least wh- you gave where it they were going to go with the comedy. Sure. Yeah, okay, you gave it a shot. Yeah. Uh, well, just, I'm, I'm just, it's, just, it's way too family friendly. I was going to say, it sounds yeah. like it'd be right down the middle of the road. Very, very basic jokes. Stuff my aunt would laugh her mm-hmm. ass off at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, not for me. It, it's funny where you see something like this. I mean, I don't think it's for me, but I still want to give it a shot. It, it could work. Yeah, like maybe there's a a show called you may have seen marketing for it because they've been marketing the hell out of it. Uh, Kevin can fuck himself. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a sitcom sort of that's like based on the whole um, the frumpy dude who gets the hot wife. Okay, right, based yeah. on that sitcom trope. You're yeah. king of queens type shit. Um, so the show starts as like a hacky sitcom like that, but then when the girl who's played by the wife is Annie Murphy, who was plays the daughter slash sister character on a Schitt's Creek, okay, which is why the show's getting any traction yeah. at all because she's the essentially the lead on it. Um, when she's by herself, like. It's it's like when Mr. Robot, when his reality comes crashing down, her sitcom world disappears, and she's like in a shithole apartment, and like her life sucks. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? So apparently, it's a, it's a trope on like uh, playing on that trope, of, and it sounds interesting. But yeah. the reviews for it haven't been great, and uh, it's like, do I want to devote time to watching something that's not even necessarily that well reviewed? But even though I like the premise of it yeah. or whatever, and I like the actress, but I don't know. Take a chance. Watch an episode. That's what I. That's what I did with Mister In Between. Like I kept seeing the marketing for it, and I was like, "This looks like something I would like." So that one helps that it's on FX. It's a little more like I think Kevin can fuck himself. Maybe on TBS. Okay. So it's like a toss up. Yeah. You know whether it could be good or not. You tell me you watch this on ABC. I'm like, well, it's on Hulu on ABC. But still, I'm like, (laughs) has Drew entered old age? (laughs) No. No, I have not. <laughs> you answer that so fast. I don't know. 
You answer that quickly, I, I, buddy. I watched an episode. Oh, that's fine. I know, and, and, and turned it down. Yeah. So okay. So yes, you are staving off. <laughs> you're staving off the uh, the shuffleboard teams. Oh, shuffleboard. Um, I used to play shuffleboard when I was a kid. Oh, it's back. The old Jurassic <laughs> is back. I'll, I'll play shuffleboard again. <laughs> I've been training my whole life for old age, baby. I have. I'm a Florida boy. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I can't wait to be that old man who's screaming at kids to get the fuck off my lawn. That's why she go on a cruise, man. No one's ever oh, using no, a shuffleboard. Cruises, uh, I've never, never wanted to go on a cruise. The idea has never even crossed my mind. It's fun. Um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be back with a whole bunch of movie news and TV news and a little bit of biz and, of course, some of that hot goss. So, yeah, I'm talking about Ryan Gosling updates. Actually, is there a Ryan Gosling story? <laughs> there may be a Ryan Gosling story. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the second half of the show. Here we go. So at gmail.com you can email us and we'll read emails on the show but if you don't email us we will ignore that whole segment gone gone it's gone <coughs> sorry guys I just just 45 seconds ago just did a dab maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should have waited a minute before I started but now that we started we are doing it it's happening Drewsta Cogburn Chris people Chris can leave us questions and comments on our Cinema Crespity So Facebook group I put up a post there and it's a picture and I say common question thread and people can put their comments and their questions there and this week there's nothing okay so slash gone gone <laughs> gone um, which is fine because you know what People listen to the show for what we bring to the table, which is uh, this bullshit. <laughs> really, I don't know why they listen anymore. I mean, a lot of them don't listen anymore. I've seen the numbers. Oh, there we go. Congratulations, failing podcast. I mean, we get we got <coughs> we got a new couple new patrons. Ooh, patreon.com slash So patreon.com slash So We did get a few new patrons lately, which is fun. One of them being SBK, which is cool. I don't know if he actually listens. He oh, may, man. He may just be supporting. Oh, you know, like I'm be, cool with that. Like being a cool dude. But SBK signed up, man. Which is, is good for him. Cool? He's awesome. He's the best. No, good for us. Good yeah. for us, Drew. That's awesome. Well, no, good, good for him because now. He's an he's a executive producer, too. So what, yeah. he's, what he says goes. If he wants to, we're still, we, we still got to do our Hocus Pocus episode. It's Halloween for Simon. Um, I'm not even sure. Is Scott the spot of $5 patron? He's been he's been supporting us long enough. He wants us to do that Blood of the Heroes Rutger Hauer movie. We gotta do that. Oh, man. 
uh, our boy Ron wants us to do Infinity Train. I almost started watching season one. <laughs> I, I swear, Ron, I you almost should, started. You, you got to text. I told you, I'll text, you know, text you me know, when you I start. Know. <laughs> I know to let you know. I know. And, and, know. and it is short. Like, you could watch a whole season in two hours. Mm-hmm. So, it's coming, Ron. I swear, buddy. Um, <coughs> damn, that, 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 that damn got me good. Hold on a second. Right, right in your chest. <coughs> I shot off my microphone. Can you hear me, Jessica? He's dying. I shot off my microphone. <coughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, I'm back. My poor neighbors, I'm sorry. Young Christian ladies. They, they don't know what's going on over here. I mean, they, they, I mean, maybe they do, Chris. If they're outside. If they're maybe outside. Maybe they do. Um, guys, patreon.com slash Christmas. Sign up. We have lots of cool shit up there. 12 months of Christmas. So includes 12 months of Batman. I don't know why I said that. My, my brain got... Crisscross. Twelve months of Batman. Uh, we're six months into twelve months of Batman, which means, uh, oh boy, J- July, the July movie, Drew Cogburn. Oh yeah, Batman and Robin. You gotta get to the nadir before you get to the apex. That is the Dark Dark Knight, right? I guess that's. I mean, yeah, for the most. Is part. Is that gonna be the best one? I'm thinking. Uh, are we Are we gonna call it now the best Batman movie? Is oh, the Dark I mean, Knight, or it, are we gonna say Are we gonna say Lego Batman? It, gonna do it. It all it really it all depends on your preferences and what version of Batman you like. That's true. If I, I mean, if me, I want campy Batman, maybe I want Batman Forever or me, Batman the movie. Me personally, I mean, I, I I'm a fan of the the Nolan trilogy. Oh man, those movies are so good. They're, they're it's so good. I can't um, wait to rewatch them. But at the same time, uh, Tim Burton with the first two, they're fucking the good movies are just they hold it's, up it's man those movies, style. those movies hold up well it's a different style that's all i appreciate them i think they uh they're fun i like the 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 stories the darkness of the stories I like the villains those movies hold mm-hmm. up man anyway if you want to hear us talk a lot about batman shit at this point there's a minimum of six to seven hours of us talking about batman and batman movies available patreon.com slash and expect roughly the same amount of coughing and drinking beverages. I mean, more than likely. I mean, that's what this is. Come on, guys. Episode 442. I'm pretty sure, yeah. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is it. <laughs> Slight variations here and there, but yeah, this is it. We, we forget things, Drew Sakagra. We're forgetful people. For example, I forgot to, I forgot that I watched a whole-ass movie on Hulu that I forgot to write down on <laughs> my notebook to review my media diet. Uh, false positive is the A24 movie that actually okay. came out on Hulu instead of Apple. Okay. And uh, it's Alana Glazer, who's one half of Broad City, and then the person who wrote it and directed it is this dude who's behind Wonder Shows in. What? So, so when you hear Wonder Shows in Broad City, you think, like, absurdist. Over Super absurdist comedy. Comedy, right? Yeah, what kind of crazy characters? Like, no, nah, mm-mm. Uh, pregnancy horror thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess she, she, I I almost get the pregnancy part from the Wonder Chosen guy because he did the, the for some, the only part of Wonder Chosen that I really remember is at one point in time uh, somebody was running around with Mother Nature's lady parts. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but they were, they, they were puppets though, so like, yeah, it was weird, man. Show was fucking strange. That is weird. The movie doesn't get weird, but. I don't know if it necessarily gets Wonder Shows and weird. 
uh, a lot of people compa- have been comparing it to Rosemary's Baby because it is sort of that like it's about a woman who is pregnant, but then she's like, there's something wrong, something's going on, and why are people acting weird around me? Mm-hmm. There's a big emphasis on mommy brain, which is apparently a thing that people. There's even a debate about whether it is a thing, but people are like it. It just makes sense to me that yeah, if you're a mom dealing with birthing and then raising a child yeah you're gonna become forgetful about certain things and your brain's gonna misfire because that's the stress of being a goddamn mo- that shit's hard man just be a mom it's easy no it's hard create another human being inside of you and then birth it and then raise it <laughs> and then do it right or else we'll lock that baby up in prison because you fucked up is that how that works I don't, know, daddy. I don't know so it's Lana Glazer, Justin Theroux, and then the doctor that they go to. So they need a they go they go to a fertility doctor to get pregnant, and then it's a success, and then the drama happens. The doctor is Pierce Brosnan. Mm. So Pierce Brosnan is the bad guy. He's the creepy doctor guy. Everyone's the bad guy. Everyone except Lana Glazer is the bad guy. Okay. It's that type of movie. Um, and it's fine. It's fine. It's weird how it has a good setup, and I like the beginning of it, but it does feel half baked. Uh, there's also a part where it like weirdly jumps from uh what's what's that thing the party the um not gender reveal but the birth baby shower it jumps from baby shower to birth like whoa like why did quick i was like things are awesome we got the kids now this is quick all of a sudden we get to the pregnancy like the the drama that you're building up to they expect to be a big thing was like it was done in montage almost it was weird and i sort of undercut it just the momentum of the movie and then the ending of the movie, like the quote big reveal, is telegraphed from like scene three. You know, <laughs> you know what's happening in this thing, right? Yeah. So this is a big reveal, and then you're like, okay. as the audience member, you're like, yes, I've seen movies before. And this is obviously the only way it was gonna go. Uh, and then it has an ending that's you know it's a little kind of violent and fun and shocking, and it builds up to something that's okay. But overall, I wasn't. I wasn't too in, too too invested in it by the end. You yeah. know, it was it was right. It was something. It was something as well. It was it a is. movie. It was a movie. <laughs> it was a notch on my hundo. I'm like I'm in the fifties now. My hundo halfway through the year. Yeah. Shit. And then uh, looking at the movie release schedule for the rest of the year. I mean, it's gonna be easy to get to a hundred for yeah. sure. So I just just gotta live. That's all. Gotta survive. Just gotta live. Damn you. Um. So anyway. That was part of my, my forgotten media diet. Uh, did you forget anything, perhaps, no. this week? No, no not, that I'm, not that I'm aware of yet. You did, you did it all. You did good. Yeah. You did good, buddy. Well, then let's get into some... Um, I'm surprised. I only have one. This week, I got split up into The Biz, New Movies, Streams, Slash TV, and then, of course, Hot Goss. Oh, yeah. Uh, only one streaming TV story. Hmm. Interesting. Did I not do an update yesterday? Sometimes I'm a little behind, <laughs> on, my, a little behind on my researches. And what are we looking at time-wise here? We're doing okay. Um, a couple years ago, Steven Spielberg, uh, this was in regards to the Oscars, where the debate of uh, Netflix movies, Amazon Studios movies, being uh, nominated, uh, eligible for awards. Uh, and Spielberg was actually a couple years ago was like a Netflix movie is deserving of like that's an Emmy, you know it's got it has to play in theaters. If it doesn't play in a movie theater, then it's not a it's not a movie. It's not a movie. So that Netflix in response to that started playing like they tried to get movies like Roma in theaters yeah. and stuff like that. The Irishman mm-hmm. played in theaters for a week before it came out on Netflix. 
um, to get that uh, qualifying, Oscar qualifying uh, credentials or whatever. That's how they get around that. Um, but Spielberg was very much like Netflix movies aren't movies. He was almost coming. It was like him versus streaming content. Flash forward 2021. Steven Spielberg's Amblin production company. Who did they just sign a deal with? Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, baby. They got that Netflix money. Netflix got that money. Yeah. Deep pockets. Um, so Spielberg signed a deal to produce, obviously, streaming content for Netflix. But uh, movies, quote movies, uh, will still be going to Universal, which he's had a first look deal with since, I mean, going back shit, Jaws. Yeah. You know, he's been working with Universal for a very, very long time. Um, but it's interesting seeing the, the, the big turnaround, yeah. man. And we're going to get, now we're going to get a Netflix thing where it's like, we're going to get that boom, boom, yeah. with the end, but then <laughs> it's going to be like, she goes down. <laughs> yeah. Elliot. Crazy how um, that's like our childhood and then we've seen it. We as we've grown up, it just continues to be there. It's one of the few things that no. has stuck around. Like goddamn. Well, it's like it's like fucking the Disney fucking logo. I mean, I've, yes. I've seen that logo my entire life. It's, as far as as long as I have been on this planet, Disney has been a thing. Why is why is that? It, it, because of repetition, is it so triggering? You know, Maybe. like when I see that logo, is any variation of it, I'm like, oh, okay, well here we go, D- Disney baby. You know, uh-huh. is this. This is it. The machine. The machine has turned on. <laughs> I am plugged in. Uh, my favorite one is probably the Tron one where they made it like it all, looked all Tron-y. Mm. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a... Man, that's 45 minutes of a great movie. <laughs> Fortunately, it's like the first 45, so you can just watch it in a chunk. There's no... You don't, you don't have, yeah, you don't have to skip around or anything. No. Uh, but man, that movie goes down hard fast. Bio digital jazz aside, it goes it goes down hard fast. Um, this is uh, interesting. We're gonna start seeing more stuff shot in Fort Worth, Texas, as okay. long as it's uh, a viable place for people to live. Because Texas is another one that's like burning and and freezing at the same time. Oh my god! Yeah, what the? <laughs> hell? They did not see that one coming. You, you get a burn free. When that happened, I was like, "What's the parallel latitude?" I was like, "Okay, we're good." Well, Boy, that's bad. No, stuff. it's just it's a fucking it's the it's the, that Arctic dip that now it's, it's not Arctic anymore. No. Now it comes through to North America. No, it's, now it's the it's North American, American dip. <laughs> it's the United States dip, yeah. baby. So, so, so now now the middle of the country is going to it, it's going to freeze while, every winter while Canada is uh, unseasonably uh, mild and glaciers melt and tundra permafrost and algae and mm-hmm. uh, man they found some old ten thousand year old like uh, frozen thing in the ice in the Arctic that they dug up next to uh, that, that's some of the thing shit next to all the Inuit kids at the schools oh the Inuit kids the, what, the, they buried some Inuit kids the Catholic schools yeah of course they did <laughs> oh, so <laughs> and now they're finding the mass not, now they're finding the grave sites damn that's but crazy I think so far they've found like 600 graves that's crazy two different spots that's crazy the Pope's like mm. Pope's like you know what it's, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a different time like it was it was a hundred years ago. Not e- I don't even think not even a hundred years could, could ago. I think been. it was still going uh, going on as long as like the nineteen sixties. We're terrible people to each other and ourselves uh, <laughs> and, and the earth, and uh, we get what we deserve, unfortunately. But good bystanders aside, it's a lot of asides in this one. This episode dedicated to the memory of all the bystanders who die in the the eventual apocalypse brought on by the. Uh, 
Uh, what what groups are called the jackpot? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you should read the peripheral. It's really good. The peripheral is really, really good. You'll understand. It'll, it actually helps you when you know, when you can put a name to it, the thing that's happening, and the thing being like social unrest and uh, climate change and, you know, market, uh, whatever, money stuff. Uh, all of it coming together when you can just put a name to it. It's the jackpot. We hit the jackpot, baby. It's almost positive when you think about it that way. We hit the jackpot. <laughs> like all the ding, ding, ding. All the all the lemons lined up. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> um. So until those lemons fully line up, Fort Worth, Texas is trying to be the new like Hollywood, uh, South South Central. I don't know how you want to put that. Like, okay. or they're trying to be Hollywood yeah. East. They don't. Well, doing... I mean, I thought Atlanta got that. Atlanta's for sure. Yeah, Atlanta's Hollywood East. Orlando tried it, fucked up. State GOP chopped off all the tax incentives. Uh, ballers moved to Vegas. Bloodline, they were just like, we're just we're just shutting down. There's not even enough viewers to justify this. Um, all that shit went away. Uh, the only big major production company like working in Florida is uh, goddamn Oprah Winfrey's uh, production company. Interesting. Like they they did they shot a show here. They built yeah. a whole set and everything. Um, yeah, it's been Georgia. It's been fucking Georgia. Just, that Georgia peach on that fucking everything. Damn peach. <laughs> everything. That damn peach um fort worth baby no they're doing it now they're they didn't even have a film commission fort worth is like one of the biggest cities in texas actually and they didn't even have a film commission so someone like approached the city it's like i think i found a way to make us some extra money bringing like bringing some uh, an economic boost and they filmed the first ever fort worth film commission and started small they started getting commercials and things like that but the uh the list of shows and movies that are starting to shoot there. It's small, but uh, pretty pretty formidable stuff. Uh, I, I'm saying start seeing more Texas things. There's a movie in, in theaters now, which, I mean, it looks like an old man movie. What's it called? Uh, 12 Mighty Orphans. It's got like, it's about a, look at this. It's like old-timey football movie with the Leatherheads type thing. Oh, right. okay. So but, then I guess they're all orphans. Yeah, but it's, so it's like Martin Sheen and Luke Wilson and they, it's like a bunch of orphans, but they're older, and they get them together, and, and then Robert football. Duvall, yeah, they play football. But that was just shot there, and it's in theaters right now. Um, the Fort Worth Film Commission started in 2015, uh, and it's generating close to $50 million in economic economic impact in the area. Uh, we need this shit better. In Here we go. Here's the list. Um, a ghost story. Speak uh, that green. What do you yeah. think about that green night? trailer that, that's, a new, that's awesome. my first time seeing that new trailer that we saw in a theater that was pretty good man yeah it felt like they gave away a decent amount of the plot but i mean which they, there's no way they could have i mean yeah because they couldn't just live on that teaser trailer and expect no. people to come out and see this movie right they have to tell you what it's about uh, but that looks good man. so that guy uh he did a ghost story with casey affleck yeah. uh i never watched that i always wanted to he um it's it's fine it's fine um, Casey Affleck's also in The Old Man and the Gun with Robert Redford. That was also shot in Fort Worth. But this, good. But this David Lowry dude, um, he's from Texas. Oh, okay. And uh, he actually, most of that movie is shot in the UK, I think. But the reshoots that they did, they made sure to shoot him in Fort Worth. Like, he's all in on getting things shot there. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure it's convenient for him. Yeah, it says, it says right here, he grew up in Irving, Texas, which is near Fort Worth. And this dude currently lives in Dallas, apparently. Like I said, I'm sure it's convenient like, for him. Exactly. <laughs> so he wanted he wanted to bring in some money locally and be able to sleep in his own bed. <laughs> and then maybe, for, for maybe a yeah, little while. And then show Def Patel around town. He's like, look, man, here's, this is where I grew up, buddy. He definitely took him around, drove him around. That's pretty fun. Um, Probably Alicia Vikander, too, because she's in the movie. Maybe she got to... Uh, Look around. He, he even says here, um, we always try to get back to Texas to shoot. There's just a comfort here. Uh, it'd be cool if... Um, I, I talked about this about a month or so ago. I saw on Twitter. the Someone in the GOP, the Florida GOP, is like lobbying for f- uh, film and TV tax incentives to bring that stuff back. Uh, and, and since the state is... Uh, is a GOP stronghold legislatively. Uh, the fact that it's like a pretty high up guy who's calling for this shit, it, it's, it's pretty good. Even if it's a minimal, you know, but yeah. even in his pre- in his thing, whatever he put out, he said the same thing. He was like, I'm sick of seeing that fucking peach. Fuck that peach. Let's get, a, let's get an orange up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So those are your biz stories. Let's talk about some movie, new movies. Uh, this trailer came out for a movie called Karen. Okay. Is, is it about <laughs> a Karen? Yeah. It's about a Karen. It's about a Karen. It's about a... The titular Karen. It's about the titular Karen is a lady who uh, a black family has moved into her neighborhood. So she's like starts calling the police on them and terrorizes them. Uh, it's been... The trailer dropped online and it's been ca- compared to Get Out. But, like, in the worst way. Like, oh, look, someone tried to make a Get Out movie and fucking done fucked up and, yeah. and made a piece of shit. And this guy, this director's name is Coke Daniels. Uh, his filmography is very weird on a bunch of little movies. So, I mean, he's just happy to get all the... Attention? Yes. 100%. It feels like this is how this movie... This movie was designed just to get the attention, uh, to get him some, like, eyeballs, maybe make him a few thousand dollars, maybe get his money back. But there's a movie out there. It's coming anyway. Uh, this, is, this is the world we live in. Are we going to see it? No. 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 Definitely not. You know what we might see? Operation Seawolf. Because it's a okay. submarine movie co-starring Dolph Lundgren. And my Punisher, our Punisher, Frank Grillo. Really? Yes. Dolph Lundgren Frank Grillo in a submarine? <laughs> in a fucking submarine thriller called Operation Seawolf. Are you sure it's not going to be like straight on Hulu or something? No, it probably will be. Okay, awesome. So I'll check on Hulu. Check out. No, it probably will be. I'm looking uh, forward to that. Um, it's going to be... See, that's the kind of trash I want to see on streaming services. This is what we're going to get. World War II. Um, it's a World War II movie, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. This is coming from the... Uh, the they're doing the, the con virtual market okay. this week where it's like presenting a lot of packages this, this is what we have we have this director screenplay and these actors lined up who wants to give us the money to you know make this movie. fucking make this happen and uh that's all how are these movies getting made operation seawolf currently in post-production it's coming baby Frank Grillo and Dolph Lundgren. I like Dolph Lundgren getting this little late career surge. These other actors are getting on one on him. Yeah. Why not Dolph Lundgren? He's finally got the English He's down. He's finally talking <laughs> like, hey, I'm a normal guy. It's so weird how it's so hard to do Dolph Lundgren and not sound like Steve uh, Sylvester Stallone. Because it's like English, but... 
It's it's a stilted English. I'm trying hard to sound American. (laughs) Wildor, do you have the cosmic key? (laughs) Mishy man. That movie was awesome. Should we do another episode on Masters of the Universe? Should we do it, we do it again? We did it once. Should we do it again? No. I feel like we, maybe we missed things. Maybe we missed things. No. And we can do it again? I know, I no? no? No. Okay. Um, Disappointments Boulevard is the name of... I mean, god damn it. This makes, like, why would you call your movie this? Um, so our our boy, our homie, Ari Aster. Uh-huh. Right? Hereditary. Yeah. Midsommar. Yeah. We're fans. Yeah. His next movie is called Disappointment Boulevard. <sighs> and I think he has time to change that title. Please. So. Please change that title. How are you, you going to set yourself up? It better up? be a great fucking movie. <laughs> right? Come on. Come on. You really set yourself up. Um, Disappointment Boulevard has added to the cast Amy Ryan, Nathan Lane, which is interesting. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in the cast. Uh, eight to four producing financing. We'll see how this goes. Interesting. Um, obviously, really, really nothing known about the plot, yeah. but we can tell you that Disappointment Boulevard is a terrible title. It is hundred percent right. Yes. No, I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the f- universe. <clears throat> okay. We were talking about it before. Uh, so uh, some people out there, because uh, it's universal, it's all universal properties, it's all about mashups and extending universes, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Why not? Let's cross over. It's a rumor. Let's make it happen. The Fast and Furious universe with Jurassic World. Fast and Furious Dinosaurs? Yes. <laughs> why not? I mean, okay. Right? We're at a point where why not? Yeah. Every movie outside of Jurassic Park, every Jurassic Park movie that's not Jurassic Park sucks. Right? In the grand scheme, they're all bad. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and Furious movies are absurd. We've already talked I mean, about, we talked about that for 15 uh, minutes earlier this episode. Who, who owns Aliens vs. Predator? Fox. Damn We're it. just Disney. Damn it. Yeah, it's all this. It's all this because that's all you're doing. You're you're just mishmashing. <laughs> mishmash them. It's all universal. Mishmash them. Uh, Tyrese has a, <coughs> has a different idea, which doesn't make any sense. I don't think he understands how these things sort of work. But he would rather see the Fast and Furious movies crossover with the Transformers universe. I mean, I think I thought that at one point in time in the movie. You probably, you probably right. I yeah. mean, when that when that trucks are flipping over in the air and stuff, might as well go and then just turn into yeah. a, turn into a thing and start yeah. fighting, mm-hmm. punching buildings. Uh, also, isn't he in the, these Transformers movies? Is he? So, what's he gonna play his twin brother or something? Oh yeah! By the way, my twin brother is in the yeah. He's partners with Josh Duhamel <laughs> in uh, in these things, and he and he fights alongside. Uh, Maybe he wants to bring the Tyrese verse around. He's trying to create a Tyrese first, <laughs> this son of a bitch. Tyrese, roll out. Um, yeah, so he wants to cross over Transformers. That's Paramount, though. I don't think that can work. But then Paramount, Transformers to ride. Is that Universal? So we've already got a deal somehow. I mean, that's a, that's a cool ride, man. I like, I like that ride. Uh, where, are we at? where are we at time? Okay, we're doing good time-wise. Um... Speaking of Transformers, Drew Stacogburn, the title has been revealed for the next Transformers movie to be directed by the guy who did uh, Creed 2. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then he got Creed 2 off a movie called The Land, which is a 
nice little uh, urban drama from a couple years ago. That's what got him the job. That got him the job, and also Sylvester Stallone being investigated under at the time under investigation for rape charges by the LAPD, forcing him to drop off as director of Creed Two. Mm-hmm. That's also partially is what got him the yeah. job. People forget that. <laughs> people choose to forget certain things. It's interesting what people choose to forget. Yeah. And then he's like, thank you, Mr. Trump, for pardoning uh, this boxer guy or something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, like, I choose to look over Stallone's fucking anyway, Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, um, Transformers, colon, Rise of the Beasts. It's coming to Chicago. And so is this going to be the the, mm-hmm. the Beast Wars yeah, ones? Yeah, here we go. It, it's a guy named Aminal ones, which is by that point, I mean, remember when was introduced? <laughs> I don't remember. 90s? Something like that. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember watching a couple episodes high in high school. <laughs> yeah, 90s. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Late 90s. So I'm so not on board anymore with the Transformers universe at this point. So it means nothing to me. It doesn't but, mean anything to me either. But to the to the 20-year-olds listening, Maybe. They, they, they may be fucking like pumping their fists like, what fucking Predacons? What? We getting, <laughs> we getting Maximals and shit? Excuse, and Terracons? Excuse me? I'm just looking at the list. Okay. I'm looking at the thing in front. None, none of those things are sparking any memories. The only so. thing that interests me is that it's going to be set in 1994 Brooklyn for some reason. So <laughs> why not? Why not? It's like, what's, what was that? The Wackness. It's going to be like the Wackness, but with Transformers. <laughs> Remember the Wackness? Yes, I do. Cute little movie. Ben, ben Kingsley. Yes. Playing a, what, like a pothead therapist. Yeah, yeah. There's some dude. Yeah. This is a coming-of-age movie. Uh, yeah, but it was like set in the 90s, so they showed someone playing a Game Boy. Yeah. And they were like, see? And there was a lot of... The 90s. And there, and there was a lot of hip-hop. 90s hip-hop in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, that's what you come to these movies for, right? Some A nice throwback soundtrack. I'm like, man, this just sounds like my Spotify list. Um, Speaking of uh, old dinosaurs, old old robot dinosaurs, we got uh, Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe are doing... A Western directed by Walter Hill. Walter Hill is uh, conservatively at least 177 years old. <laughs> okay. I can't believe he's still alive. I can't believe it. Um, he's last, still making movies. Still making movies. Yeah. The last movie he made was, um, I think the last one was Bullets of the Head. Did, did you see that one? Sylvester Stallone is a hitman. Teams up with... Um, Han, I think, from Fast and Furious, and then they go up against goddamn Jason Momoa, and he's got there's like an axe fight. That, that, you know that 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 maybe you, even I think I've seen that movie. You maybe. at least have seen trailers. <laughs> no. You've you've definitely seen marketing for it uh, leading up to whenever it came out. If you've actually seen the movie, I don't know. No. I've seen the movie. It's, uh, it's what's not. it called? Bullet to the head. Um, it's the one that debuts like Stallone's back tattoos because he's been oh. he's been getting all these tattoos that cover up like all his crazy yeah, yeah. Uh, veins and scars and shit. He's like, no, just CG them out. It's fine. You don't need them in the movie. But that one, he's got 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. Yeah, I think I saw it. Um, and then I think maybe subsequent to that, he did another movie called The Assignment with Michelle Rodriguez, where it's a character who he's like a dude who gets like kidnapped and drugged and then he wakes up and he had a sex change operation they made him a woman and now he's a hit man but he's a woman and Michelle Rodriguez did it and as soon as it came out people were like we think this is transphobic and, <laughs> and, and everyone was like I don't know is it and then uh, everyone just like 
stopped talking about it and forgot about it. It was a, okay. it's weird. It's fucking weird. Okay. It's called the assignment, as in just reassignment. Yeah. Uh, but but a hitman too. I don't know. I haven't seen it because I'm just like, why? Yeah, no. I, but maybe I should. Should you? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds insane. It sounds insane. Uh, but Walter Hill is a legend, though. He made the Warriors. Fucking Forty Eight Hours. Uh, I watched The Driver for the first time this year, uh, which is like for sure like. Um, That's your phone. The uh, The Driver is a fantastic movie. He um, executive produced Deadwood, and uh, shot the pilot. He did a Deadwood pilot, so he's doing a western. Yeah. If uh, well, considering he, he yeah with the phone Christoph Waltz considering the last good thing he did was Deadwood. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe this could be good. Maybe it'll be an alright movie. Even like, uh, Last Man Standing, the Bruce Willis movie from the nineties, which is sort of westerny. <clears throat> Chris Chris Walken's in it. Uh, that is uh not a good movie. Yeah, but still, it's like watchable in in its own like tough guy sort of way. He also produced Alien, and he came up with with Milky Androids. Milky Android was his idea. That's weird, and and it's like stuck around yeah, all for everything. Right? Is yeah. that something? Uh, anyway, so we got a goddamn Walter Hill in the Western coming. That's pretty crazy. Meanwhile, so we saw the trailer for Old again today. Yeah, uh, which is fun. New part though. This is the the, the warning. What was the warning? The warning. Be, the warning. Oh, at the oh yeah. Getting. Do not to bring the children to the beach. Yeah. We still bring the children to the beach anyway. Who cares? We we stupid Americans. With, with somebody accents. warned some. Somebody warned them. Yeah. So it's on you at this point. It's no. on you. Um. As of recently, M Night Shyamalan still trying to figure out the ending. The movie is like due in a couple of weeks in theaters. He's still at home like tinkering in the editing room with like, how am I exactly gonna end it? And a, and expect a what he calls a minor note and references Unbreakable. And that kind of ending, like a smaller, intimate ending. So he's trying to figure that out. But as of this record, no ending. He's still, yeah, <laughs> no, he, no ending to a movie that I saw a trailer for 10 minutes ago. And, and that's coming on a couple no. weeks, I think. Yeah, pretty soon here. So that's pretty funny. Um, David Fincher's got a Netflix movie coming with Michael Fassbender. And that's going into production. Michael Fassbender will play a hitman who is losing his mind. Goddamn hitmen everywhere. They are everywhere, yeah. aren't they? The, the, Brad Pitt's the, playing one on a bullet train called the, right. The hitman's bodyguard's wife? wife's bodyguard or they, whatever. They made a goddamn sequel to that. Isn't that fucking crazy? I never, uh, I never saw the first one. I saw the last thirty minutes of it. I like walked in, quote walked in, walked into my parents watching it. Man, it was gross. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had nightmares. It, for the, I did. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm scarred. Um, yeah, it's those movies are. You saw the trailer? Yeah, you get it. No, yeah, exactly. If you saw the trailer, you get it. Um, but I'm, even though it's going to be a Netflix movie, well, maybe it'll play for like a week at the Enzian. And then we can see it there on, cool. on, on a proper screen. Um, if not, I'll just watch it at home. I guess just, God damn it. <laughs> if I have to. If that's the way it has to be. If that's the way it has to be, that's the way it has to be. But then I'm going to be on TikTok while I'm watching your goddamn movie. I ain't going to give it 100%. You get it? This is, <laughs> this is the trade-off. This is the trade-off. You want me to watch it at home? I'll watch it at home. But maybe I'm going to be uh, playing with my balls at the same time and eating gelato. All right. All at the same time. All at the same time. You know how busy I am at home. This is what theaters are for. I want to play with my balls in theaters. 
Uh, by that I mean practice my juggling. It's no people do not like that when you start bringing practice. I have to bring my glow in the dark balls too, so I can see them. People do not like that. It's bad. Um, speaking of Skarsgård, <laughs> nope. <laughs> we, we were no. I blew that transition. <clears throat> I I blew the, the smell on that one. Um. Alexander Skarsgård, the tall, handsome, skinny one who's now middle-aged. Because now you got to, like, differentiate. The, <laughs> there's the young, young, skinny one from It. Yeah. Who is It. And That's then, Bill, right? Bill, yeah. yeah. Middle-aged, skinny one now. Alexander. What, okay. what did he do, True Blood? Tarzan? Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then uh, old, crusty Bill. Yeah. Goddamn. Baron Harkonnen. Now, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Alexander, the middle one. He is going to be starring in Brandon Cronenberg's sci-fi thriller Infinity Pool. That's a lot of that's a lot of lineage there, double lineage. And it's, it's a crony. Let's see yeah. what we got here. I'll watch it. Um, and it's coming from Neon, who did Parasite and they did um, uh, Possessor. After watching Possessor, I'm, I'm in for the next ride. Yeah, whatever he wants to do next. Here's the, the log line. James and M are young, rich, and loving on vacation. They're all-inclusive resort. Boasts island tours and gleaming beaches. Okay, so there you go. It sounds like a nice nice vacation movie. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, outside of the hotel gates waits something much more dangerous and seductive beyond the edge of paradise. Drama. Drama. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, yeah. On the outside, it's gonna be weirdness. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So because at it's the Cronenberg, since it's neon at the very least, this will play at the Enzian, no. and then it'll eventually be on like Hulu or something. Which is fine. I'll watch it at the Enzian. All totally down for new Cronenberg, young or old. Um, Indiana Jones Five is filming in East London right now, and uh, it's making residents very unhappy. So okay. s- someone rented out their house for like two to four weeks. So they get shoot in it and in that neighborhood. <clears throat> but then all the production trucks and all the crew, they've taken up all the available parking in the street. I'm sure. So they, the, I think it's a Daily Mail. They put out this article about how uh, all the neighborhood's all mad about uh, this Hollywood production in town taking up all our parking spaces. And I had to walk 15 minutes to get home didn't I, last night just so Harrison Ford can have a scene over here in this fucking flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a direct quote, and that was actually a play, the playback there. That was uh, from Sky News. That was a uh, uh, source, Sky News. They <laughs> sourced it. Um, they're all mad about that shit. I'm like, you know what, motherfuckers? <clears throat> just be happy that someone came to your shitty East London neighborhood. You know why they came to your East London neighborhood? Because it's so shitty. It looks like it's from the 60s. And it's, it's old and run down and believable as to being old. That's why they're there. Right? Am I, I right? Know. I'm right. Okay. Shout out to our listeners in Wolverhampton. Is that a real place? It is, but I think they stopped listening a while ago. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen them pop up. Sussex. We got listeners in Sussex, though. Big ups. Baby, you're going to be the <laughs> one that saves me. Just sing Oasis. Because after all. And you're going to continue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, Harrison Ford hurt his shoulder doing a fight rehearsal. Not even a fight scene for the movie. He's an old, for, he's he's an old an man. Old man. He's a seventy-year, seventy-eight-year-old <clears throat> man. He crashes airplanes. Of course, he's gonna hurt himself. He crashes airplanes for fun. He threw out his shoulder, throwing a punch or something. Yes. 
Duh. Oh my god. That's why I mean there has to be a cutoff for action movies. Like the old man action, like I get it. Liam Neeson made it a thing. But he but even he is like He's on his way out. I'm wrapping it up. It's it's gonna end here soon. I'm pretty no. much done. Yeah. Mm. At a certain point in time you just can't do it. Goddamn Harry. Goddamn Harry Ford. Threw out his shoulder, throwing a punch. Um over there in Jolly Old England. Or wherever, wherever the fuck they're shooting. So now they got a workaround schedule. He hurt his leg. He broke his leg on Force Awakens. Like, but that wasn't his fault. Like, um, the door for the Millennium Falcon or something like came down and like crushed his leg and broke. That's fucking. That's fucked up. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he didn't retire at that point. Mom, I mean, he's he's about to die. So I mean, that that was. Sick, but he's been in more movies since then. I'm saying, I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't retired from movies. Like fucking breaking oh, my. Movies, I'm in yeah. I'm in my seventies and I'm breaking legs for goddamn <clears throat> uh, children's films. Uh, oh, that pay! I wonder how many houses he bought with that paycheck. For real, the extra money. They're like, don't sue us! Don't sue us! Don't sue us! Please, Mister Ford. Um, speaking of Harrison Ford, Scarlett Johansson. Right, that works. No, no, it <laughs> doesn't work. She uh, will be in <laughs> good, good old Disney, like Pirates of the Caribbean. It turned into a Ryan to a movie. It worked. No. Like, fuck yeah, baby. Jungle Cruise, we're believing in this. Fuck yeah, we got another idea. Are you ready for the Tower of Terror movie? I mean, is it going to be what's it gonna be family-friendly horror? Like, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Because that, I mean... Mm. Right? At the best, PG-13. Yeah, it's not really my bag. No, that's going to be shitty. Uh, but Scarlett Johansson will be in it, and I'm just wondering if they'll do the Twilight Zone theme. That's like most of the... To- Tower of Terror rides are Twilight Zone themed. Maybe. Um, it's like five five strangers checked into a hotel. Do, 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 that type of thing. <clears throat> uh, you know what the secret is to the Tower of Terror ride? That it's, it's a drop ride. Uh, and probably all these drop rides are the same. Where it's not that the thing that you're in is necessarily being dropped and gravity is pulling you down. But that the seat that you're in is actually being pulled down faster yeah. than gravity. Uh, so you're moving faster. Everybody's like, "Whoa!" It's a, uh, it's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. It's good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed this. So how how are they going to translate that to? It's just an hour and a half of characters getting in and out of elevators, and they're like, "Whoa!" And it's dropping. And they're like, "Oh!" And then it gets back know. up, and then the door is open, and then they're, I mean, they're somewhere else. It's called Tower of Terror. So there's going to be a tower, and there's going to be terror. That's all you need. Uh, but is there though? <clears throat> is I there? I mean, th- we're we're going to go see Jungle Cruise. Is there a jungle? I mean, there better be a jungle. Are they on a cruise? I mean, I'm not sure. We're, Are we we're cruising through a jungle? I mean, it might be like... Are we going to be playing... A Gilligan's the, Island type I'm, cruise. I'm, I'm, I'm running through the jungle. Right? I mean, I think they're going to be floating through a jungle. Floating through the jungle. May or may not be under power. I don't know. Boy. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's anyway, it's our terror movie. I'm sure, that, I'm sure The Rock's going to punch a lot of animals. Man, if he doesn't punch a single animal... <laughs> <laughs> If he doesn't punch one giant snake, I'm gonna be mad. Right, right yeah. in its fucking mouth. Um, Elizabeth Olsen uh, has a story about how she auditioned for Game of Thrones. Okay, for Daenerys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Daenerys, no, Daenerys. She says I auditioned for like the assistant to the casting director. That sucks. In a small room in New York, with just a camera on me and them reading the script. I was doing the Khaleesi speech. When she comes out of the fire, it was awful. I didn't get a callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, just recalling a bad audition 
and apparently the Game of Thrones one. I just imagine Elizabeth Olsen, she's Hollywood royalty, man. Her sisters are the goddamn Olsen twins, the billionaires, motherfuckers. And then she's going to audition for this thing. And like, oh, an office that's probably smaller than this room. Yeah. White, plain old off-white, smoky, probably smoke stains on And then someone who's trying like to, the assistant to someone. Trying to play Khaleesi. Yeah, and just reading the script being like, oh my God, it's it, she's out of the fire. And that's your cue to be like, I am declaring the, the queen <laughs> of the dragons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And then the camera. It's like a video camera. It's not even a good camera. So your makeup on good. I don't know. Being an actor is hard. In its own way. In its own way. Uh, so that, that's, that's all that I have for TVs and streaming. That's it. Let's get right into the hot gas. Vin Diesel. This is weird. Jersey Cogburn. So, Dwayne Johnson, rewind, Dwayne Johnson put out an Instagram post about how working with, and it was a picture of, like, the Fast and Furious people, and he was like, it's been amazing working with some people who, who, who work so hard to come together to a common goal, and then it, it sucks having to work with some candy asses who uh, don't, don't do their shit, he called mm-hmm. someone a candy ass, but no one was like, oh my god, who's, <clears throat> turns out he's talking about Vin Diesel. And, so uh, be Finn. Right. And uh, Vin, Vin Diesel uh, being known, not known, but what was this? Also, this is sort of around Fast 7, the seventh one, when Paul Walker died. That caused a lot of problems. But anyway, call that Vin Diesel for being uh, not a heart, not working as hard as him, who Dwayne Johnson puts out the impression Hard, hardest of walking man like, in the yeah, room. exactly. It's ridiculous. So um, <clears throat> call that Vin Diesel online, essentially. Uh, and now, years later, the someone brought it up to Vin Diesel again. What's going on with the feud? And, you know, are you working with Dwayne Johnson? He's like, no, we're all great. It's family. Blah, blah. You know, he always uses the word family. He's Uncle Dwayne in our house, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but he alluded to how uh, actually it was a long game tactic that he was doing back then where he was trying to get the best performance possible out of Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was any flare-up because... It was just more of like him playing chess, whereas, you know, the other guy's playing checkers, and I'm just trying to get the better performance yeah. out of him. Mm-hmm. It's like, we just saw a crazy retcon movie, and Vin Diesel's like, I'm going to retcons. I'm going to try to retcon some actual yeah. life stuff. Hit. Uh-huh. I mean, no, no, I'm not. We, I don't believe it. We ain't, we ain't buying none of that shit. Hell no. Get out of here with that. Are you kidding me? Uh, but he's trying to. He's trying to pretend to be like, no. <laughs> I was I was the good one the whole time. Um, no, you're not. John Cena must have been the good one the whole time. Yeah, he's, he, had, he had the white stripe. You had the black stripe on your car. Mm-hmm. You had the black stripe. He, so he's um that Charger, right? Uh, Dom Toretto's Charger, whatever it is, his car. He's um flying that thing around the world. Really? It's the same. He had that car in Edinburgh. He had that car in Tbilisi, wherever that is. Yeah, he had that car. Guess, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Everywhere he goes, yeah. he's driving around the same goddamn car. So, he, what, they're putting in a shipping container and shipping around where he's got to go? No, he's driving everywhere. Underwater? Wow. He's down to try to. I want to see those scenes. Those are the scenes I want to see. Not him, like, thinking about his child, the stupid kid. Little curly haired shit. But he, but he was having a death flashback. He was tripping on DMT. Clothes. Actually, that was interesting. Uh, that sequence was kind of uh, a little arty. It was, he, it was, it was the transitions from a moment was, to moment. He was tripping on DMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is fun. This is fine. This is fine. Uh, we talked about this recently. John Boyega left a Netflix movie. Jeremy Sornier, the guy who did Green Room and Blue Ruin. 
and uh, Hold the Dark with, with the Jeremy <clears throat> Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Boyega left it a few weeks ago, and the reason put out was that he had to deal with family stuff, family issues, or whatever. Uh, but now there's this from Esquire. There are rumors that he actually just fucking left. No, he was just done with it for yeah, whatever reason. That, yeah, he was unhappy. Um, and I said that too. When we talked about it like a month ago, I brought this up. I was like, I'm only bringing this up because I'm pretty sure shit's going to get real down the road. We'll find out the real reason why he left. We still don't have fully that reason, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but his story is not working. Uh, or the, the, the original story, let me see where we got here. Netflix wrote at the time that Boyega, quote, needed to leave the project for family reasons, end quote. And also they added that it didn't affect uh, their partnership with his Upper Room Productions, which uh, they're, they're working together. Um, this is from, actually, it's Esquire, but it's Esquire reporting a Hollywood Reporter feature mm-hmm. uh, that John Boyega apparently had issues with the Rebel Ridge script okay. and even had issues with accommodations on set. And apparently he straight up ghosted the production. All right. All right. So he said he was done. He said, I'm done. Uh, according to a source, quote, the filmmakers only discovered when they looked for him in his hotel and found that he had checked out. All right. Um, this movie, Rebel Rage, is a thriller that explores systemic American injustice and uh, may not resume production until 2022 as they try to find this guy's replacement, John Boyega's replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Boyega's people put out a statement being like, nope, all that's false. Uh, it is for family reasons. Uh, so they're trying to, you know. But, yeah. but boy, oh boy, that we're going we're gonna to see soon. Something's going on here. Who's the bad guy? We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. Stay tuned <clears throat> to future episodes of Cinema Crest Wiso to find out who is the bad guy of Rebel Ridge. Well, if anything, it's got to be the producers or... The director. It's got to be the director. I mean... You know, the actors always just trying to look out for their own best interests in these cases. Like, nine times out of a ten, you know. And uh, finally, oh boy, Harvey Weinstein. While he is being extradited to Los Angeles for more rape charges, mm-hmm. his ex-wife has been seen with Adrian Brody. Oh, Adrian Brody okay. getting there, getting some of that Weinstein ex. Well, I mean, hey. What do you want to call it? I mean, I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure she's filthy rich too. Oh well, that here's the thing. So, part of Weinstein's reign of terror was uh, when he hooked up with this lady. What's her name? Martina, Martina, uh, Barbita, Marchi, Marchesa. Or oh, her her found her her brand is Marchesa, Marchesa, Marchesa. How do you say that? I don't know. Marchesa. Georgina Chapman is her name. Uh, Georgina Chapman. Uh, Weinstein, she wants to be a fashion, is a fashion designer, is a fashioner, whatever. Weinstein forced uh, actresses to like wear her clothes in the early days at like red carpet premieres and shit. And then she eventually built up her own clientele yeah. and then, you know, has her own business. But th- her business started from a good, good handful of Weinstein bullying. And uh, she got that by, you know, <laughs> discussing. Oh, well, she, she, <laughs> yeah. she married it. Straight up married it. Oh, God, the things she probably did. Ooh. Gross. So, um, she's with AJ Brody now. Good for them. That's a, that's a step up. But also, he did that SNL episode where Sean, Sean who is it? Sean Paul? 
Sean Paul's the musical guest. So Adrian Brody put it on himself to put on a a, ra- a Rasta hat with the dreads and be like, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Paul, he Chet Hanksed it. He Chet Hanksed with a Jamaican accent and got himself banned from uh, from SNL for life. Good for him. Adrian Brody's a weird dude. Yeah. He's a weird guy. He's got strange filmography. You know what? That's the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica yeah, Iwern. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. We are done. We'll be back next week with episode 443. What's going to be... What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Is that a fight? Oh, shit. Guys, there's a fight going on. We're going to have to go investigate. Uh, if you don't hear from us, uh, give all my possessions to my parents' dog, Nana. <laughs>